Hey there, fans of the Freaky. You're listening to Fanboys with Nate and Adam. We got another edition for Freaky Fandoms of the whole month of October. We're here to talk about one of my favorite movies I first discovered on Netflix called The House's October Built. And again with me today is my buddy Matt, one of our fellow fans of horror. I don't know about you, but I've always been a huge mega fan of haunted houses and other scary related activities for the month of October leading up to my favorite time of the year, Halloween. And thus we're here today to talk about a movie that I've come to love about five friends that travel the country and search for an extreme haunt. We'll talk about what we liked about the movie, what we didn't like, and the ultimate question that the movie poses, how scary is too scary? How far is too far? What? Where is the line when you go to certain events that are there to scare you for places that you pay to actually scare yourself? Where's the line? Do you want to be touched? Do you not want to be touched? Are you too afraid to see spiders or snakes uh, be trapped in enclosed spaces would you allow yourself to be thrown into a coffin all these questions are ones that you should ask yourself or you probably will ask yourself once you see this movie and we do highly recommend it and on top of our movie overview matt and i of course we dive into some of our notable scary stories that we each have to share matt's always had a couple of good ones that i found particularly creepy when he first told me of them i have some of my own to throw in there i'm just a huge fan of sitting around a campfire and telling scary stories and hopefully you are too if you you are you'll enjoy today's episode classic Halloweens, uh, even though I'm more geared towards uh, the newer remakes just because I like newer stuff to see how they play with the old ones, but um, I was interested to get you to watch some of the ones that I had stumbled upon, which I rate as like B-movies on Netflix, but they were nice finds. So there's some trash ones out there, and then I thought that these couple ones that I was going to have you check out were good. So first, I thought I was going to have you check out uh, Grave Encounters, which I'd still say list it if you can find it, uh, time to watch it, but... My most recent that I watched like a couple years back on Netflix was the movie called The Houses October Bill, and it does have a sequel, so there's two, but the original is one that I replay every year, and I'm easily drawn into it, which we'll get to that in a minute, but what were your first thoughts? What did you like about it? My first thought was, it's going to be like not the very beginning or the whole thing, but like the little doll girl was creepy. Very creepy. Very, very much. The way that she interacts with people in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think, I don't remember if we talked about it before, but clowns don't do anything for me, like, generally. So, like, th- they tried to do a lot of clown implementation in that movie, and that didn't really land that much. But on the whole, like, I, I enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. It, it, just, it just got me thinking about the halloween the haunted houses that i'd been to mm-hmm. do you freak in them that much during the season not that much i've just been to a handful over the years um but it made me think of the ones that i had been to and like the the parts the gags not gags but the the, the scenes that they had that actually 
worked on me. Mm -hmm. But on the whole, I found the movie enjoyable. Like part of my curse is I can't turn my brain off. So I'm just like, how does this work? How does that work? But on these kinds of movies, you you tr try and turn that off. So you, you watched it again? Um, I was I was trying to uh, rewatch the whole thing before you got here. Time constraints with us doing the stuff that we were doing for the weekend. Um, and it being October and birthday months and stuff with family always have a lot of stuff to do. But I, I, I it's one of those that I play in the background a lot during the holiday. Uh, like I'm when I'm working, like if I'm building my own new uh, Halloween costume or something for somebody else or putting up decorations and stuff, just like the ambient background noise because like it's a horror movie. Um, I probably really only sat through and watched it like watch watch the first time I saw it maybe one or two times after that so I won't actually remind myself of any things but right. the general sense of the movie is pretty much always in my head so for anybody out there that has not watched it it is one that I recommend and the general sense of the storyline is it's about like five friends like five or six friends um, they have a trailer um, that they get together and they roam the country trying to find what they refer to frequently through the movie as an extreme haunt and that resonates with me very much because my dad and I, every year for as long as I can remember, we always talk about, let's go find something different. Let's go find something that's like really haunted, like where they have different rules where they can touch you and stuff. And then every year that come when it rolls around, it's like, we didn't play. Let's just go find it. Let's go find a haunted house. Let's go to Hannah's Haunted Acres. Let's go to the, the Indy Scream Park or something, which is the typical ones around here that everybody goes to. And it's usually all the same. It's part of like the tradition of the holiday for us. But every year we're always like, let's look up something that's like a tour of something haunted. Like if you've ever watched Ghost Adventures, which my mom got me into. Um, and they take the equipment and stuff and they go actually like find places in history that are labeled quote unquote haunted and they'll stay overnight and see what they can record. And this year, my dad and I are actually finally going to do it. Where are you going? Um, he, it's one of those things that I just like see on Facebook and post to him. I'm like, Hey, bookmark this is, I don't know, know the name of it, but it's like a, um, uh, like an abandoned insane asylum in Kentucky. They do like the actual uh, tour and stuff. So we're going to do it the day after my birthday with my uncle and just road trip it and then just see what happens. That's one of the big ones. I, I, I want to say it's Newport. But yeah, that one's very, very famed. Good, 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 good. And I mean, there's other ones that we've seen in Indiana, too, that we want to like. I think there was actually something on the name Hannah, too, like Hannah's Hunter Cares. But we have to look that up. Well, I mean, there's the Hannah House is supposed to be. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, But anyway, for the uh, the general plot of the movie is it's a band of friends that's like mostly guys one girl and they travel the country trying to find an extreme haunt and meanwhile on their trip trying to find this they'll interview people that work at the um haunted houses and see have you ever have you ever heard or seen anything a little bit out there and mysterious and they're like yeah you know this one place where someone was walking out and thought it was real but someone actually got hanged or they hired a uh, a serial killer because they don't do background checks and uh, uh, along their journey, they get more than they bargain for. Or you could almost argue that they get what they were looking for because it's what they were after. Uh, so people start like following them on their trip and then they get roped into um, doing what's labeled as like a like a real like a real thing. And these people you know, like bury them and stuff. So, you know, don't want to give too many spoilers, but we want to. We, we do spoilers in these episodes, so you're going to be ready for that. But just check it out. We're going to talk about the movie in, in its entirety and talk about our favorite parts. But that's why I got immediately drawn to it, because obviously my dad and I really like that stuff. And I told him to watch it, too. But so you're not afraid of clowns. They did. They did clowns in there, but they did like different uh, 
uh, you know, like there was a guy in the woods with a bloody bunny outfit with like an axe that fall. That was yeah. weird. That was creepy. They, they just show up out of nowhere. It's yeah. like they're they have their bonfire and like some dude, like not even dressed up, just like zombie makeup, just sits down by them at the bonfire. And it's like, what's up? They're like, hi. That was one of the things I expected him to come back around. Mm-hmm. Like, like he just comes out while they're hanging out. He's like, you enjoy my fire? And then you just like, wait, you you work down there? It's like, yeah. Like, all right, we're going there. And then he never comes back. Yeah. I mean, the the weird thing that really gets to you is when they notice particular costumes at like a haunt, like one of the first ones in the beginning of the movie, the girl in the like doll mask, you said it's like a little cracked doll mask. Yeah. And then eventually they, they travel miles and miles, like cross cities, cross states. And then they see these same people again. So they're being followed. And you get to a point where, like, they're all asleep in the van. And then the, one of them notices that there's this video online that somebody took of them while they were asleep. That was weird. Very weird. So the the people that are in on this, like, actual uh, thing that they found, which was what called the blue skeletons. And that's that's part. That's the other interesting thing, too, that would rope me. And I feel like I would be that guy. Like, I want to find it. I want to find it. You have to research it. And there's these forums and stuff online. And people say that it's like blue skeleton or blue whatever. And there's something to blue. And you got to find it. You got to have the password or whatever. And when they finally find it, they I, I liked it. I don't know how they would have done this, but they put the pumpkin in there in their trailer and it had like a note in it like it's like carve me but like, there's always like already something in there without like a single cut in the pumpkin they find a mask and uh they have to meet them at a the certain point and they blindfold themselves um you know traveling and you know trying to find these people and follow them to different types of haunted spaces until they get to the real thing well yeah and the way that the blue skeleton pulled it off was clever enough because like you would presume that a lot of people would start to get terrified and then would try and say i don't want to do this anymore but mm-hmm. see what they did was they kidnapped the first dude yeah. and they couldn't they couldn't they wanted their friend back well they they could have but there would have been a minute <laughs> made them a bunch of right pricks just leaving like i i'm not doing it see it exactly see the 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 most interesting thing i think the, the theme the overall theme that you're left with the movie is like how far is too far how much is too much everyone has their own line they start talking about like, well, what are you afraid of? Like, I'm definitely afraid of snakes or I don't like enclosed spaces. And it's like, okay, well, we're going to throw you in a coffin and drop some snakes in there. How much will we have to pay you to put snakes in there? Are they poisonous? No. Yeah, they're poisonous. Thousand dollars. Like, I was sitting there. I'm like, no, I wouldn't do that for a thousand dollars, especially if you know they're poisonous. Like, Give me a break. I can't do spiders, at least not in an enclosed space where I can't run away. Uh, I'm not deathly afraid of clowns. But if you get a, you know, decent enough looking scary costume in the dark, I'm going to be ooh, a little cagey. Well, there's there's like there there isn't something like that that just the image of is going to get me to be gone. Like the things that these the these the houses do, like it's their interaction with you, like they are getting into your personal space and they are trying their damnedest to to get you to just flee and that's one of my favorite parts too when they actually uh incorporate the cameras to show people's reactions almost like they do at theme parks like ah in the middle of the jump or the the drop of the stuff um they'll actually have it like black lit or something so you can actually see them in the dark and they just always just freak the hell out and me being a huge horror fan and uh, my favorite holiday being Halloween, I like scaring other people. So that's another aspect that I really enjoy with the movie. I do that to Michelle way more often than I should. I dial it back enough because I don't want to terrify her. <laughs> I found what her lines are. <laughs> Everybody's got their line. But yeah, it, it boils down to how far is too far. And what it reminds me of is when my dad and I first started talking, like, let's go find something legitimately haunted. Let's do it. And when I'd research, 
uh years back i remember learning that what i know now is like it's an urban legend it's an actual urban legend because nobody knows where this thing is if it exists there was supposed to be word of a haunted house multi-story haunted house that you could go to and it costs like a hundred dollars to get into and the the caveat is if you make it through each level the whole way beginning to end you get your money back and that's that's the cool little twist. It's like if you're brave enough to get through it, you can get your money back. So it would essentially be free. But there's also like they break most rules that other people have. Like you can be touched. You expect there to actually be like live like snakes or bugs and spiders and stuff in there. And uh, when I toyed around with that with my dad, he's like, actually, I don't I don't think I want to do that. I don't want if they have tarantulas in there, man, I ain't going. <laughs> I'll waste a hundred dollars and only go to like level one. <laughs> That's interesting because there there has to be exits like after every room or something like because you have to decide whether they want you to keep going or they want your hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly. Uh, as much as I've heard other people talk about having heard of that, I'm surprised somebody hasn't actually tried to create it or something to that to that's uh, akin to that. But I thought it was an interesting idea and I just love talking about it every year. It's like, have you guys actually seen it? Have you do you know where it is? Can we go find it? Let's go find it. I was very in love with this movie and I want more like it. That's why I was very happy to see when I was telling Matt before when I stumbled across the sequel to it on DVD and stores once and instantly bought it and watched it. But um, it's one that I definitely recommend if you like haunted houses, if you like Halloween and if you don't mind being scared here or there. Uh, but what were some of your other favorite parts or parts that uh, what you like you didn't buy wasn't too realistic or? Yeah, well, like like there are just a couple parts where like you saw the girl, the porcelain, which I learned was her name, which is a sufficient. Oh, I didn't know that. Girl. Yeah, her That's name cool. is porcelain. <laughs> kind of weird when they invited her on the bus. Yes. I mean, a strange, especially when you notice they actually pointed out, is that the girl from the haunted house? So, you know, you've seen her. It's been miles from wherever you first saw her. So she's stalking you and you're just going to let her onto the camper. Really? Yeah. And that was one of the strange things as well, that the very first one that they went to where that one where the girl was like they, the one guy with the beard that was always trying to rock the boat, got up on the the top and like started yelling at everybody. So you're, you're thinking, all right, yeah, he's, He's making enemies now, which it started to make some degree of sense, them following. But because you also saw porcelain in the alley when they made it yes. to New Orleans. And, yes. and I was just like, I was expecting to see her a little bit more at the end when they finally got to that last location mm-hmm. and it, and nothing happened. But I uh, I feel like they, they, they edited it just to try and make it as disorienting as possible. Oh, yeah. Like the the like the when, whenever they were inside, especially at the end, mm-hmm. like you, you, you just couldn't see anything. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people have a hard time even uh, groping with watching those um, hidden camera type stuff because it always rocks around and stuff like uh, like Blair Witch and those types um so that's that's it is disorienting i will give you that but especially when you do the things where they put them in the coffins and they're in that enclosed space and stuff and you're already disoriented and then now you're a little cagey and claustrophobic and it, it's one of those that i always recommend that you watch at night because you'll get the full effect yeah see, did I, you watch it at night? I didn't watch it at oh, night I, it was like evening so the the light was fading but <laughs> Because I I watched it on a night when I had to still wake up at like 4.30. Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah, but it it didn't – like speaking to what you were talking about earlier, there was a time 
maybe 15 years ago when I was younger that I, I went and spent a night in a supposedly haunted uh, graveyard outside of Bloomington. Oh, cool. It's called uh, Step Cemetery. Okay. Not supposed to be there. <laughs> and we, there was a group of like 10, 10 of us maybe that went there and, and stayed the night in the uh, in the cemetery. So like like sleeping in the grass amongst all. Oh, we didn't sleep. We were just out there, just like waiting for stuff. Uh huh. Yeah. There was anything to happen, and and we were there for I don't know six or eight hours, wow. just waiting for stuff, and then like left home, you know, very early morning. Uh huh. But there there are some interesting you know stories about it. Like there, there's some tree that has very very weird. Um, I don't know, growth, I guess you would say on it, not like a normal looking tree. And one of the, uh, the stories that was told about it was that there was a guy that was hung from this tree Mm -hmm. and his dog was hung from the tree as well. And the dog never came down and ended up like fusing with the tree because that's what like the weird growths of the tree actually looked like it was dog shaped. And we were walking around and there were some areas where there was a notable stench of death. Ooh. It just, I'm, it might have been some kind of wild animal because we couldn't really see that well, but uh-huh. it something smelled dead around wow. that. That's more uh, activity than I've ever gotten from going and trying to find stuff in these like little uh, history of haunted stories and stuff. There's, there's, and I don't remember the name of the. Uh, spot either but uh, back when I was trying to find something to do around Halloween and um, I looked up one place and there's a history of a story to something in the spot in Carmel it's almost like Carmel slash Zionsville off of uh, Michigan I believe and there's just this offbeaten path that's like a really really long road completely tree covered so at night it's dark um, and we went through there and you actually pass by some homes. So you have to be careful that they don't like try and catch you and throw you out or whatever. But there's like this, uh, secluded bridge out in the middle of the woods and some kind of story of like a daughter. I think if I remember correctly, it was like, uh, this girl having a baby, she was really young and her dad didn't want her to have it. So either like, like kills her while she's pregnant or something like that. So there's just, you know, a weird ambience of, you know, like uh, murders and stuff out there. Didn't see or feel anything, but it was very a spooky area, which is, I guess, enough for me when I go find kind of stuff like that. Cause I just love stories that involve woods. That's why I love Blair Witch. I love the, the newer sequel um, that I'll rewatch every year too. Um, I, don't, I don't remember the, the myth behind it, but I know there's supposed to be a haunted bridge out in Avon as well. I did not know of Avon's. Okay. We'll look that one up. Yeah, we'll have to look it up. Yeah, if any listeners that are local here to Indiana, if you know of some sort of haunted bridge in Avon, let us know because I definitely want to go check that out. Or any haunted locales. Or any haunted locales, yes. Um, I feel like I must have learned over the course of years I've lived in this area what few ones there are there's one that my friend sarah said that there's something about the intersection of allisonville and 126 where it tees down in there and now they've got actual like expanded roads down there if you've ever been in that area there's this like a dip um over with the wooded area off um to the side of where the street light is and there there used to be like a cemetery there or something or or no it was like a school used to be there and it burned down and so something about dead children over there so that's i feel like i've heard something about this do you do you ever watch that show on sci-fi fact or faked i don't think so it was basically a show where people would they'd find like videos or or photos or anything stories Uh 
of be it ghosts or aliens or anything like that. And then they had like a team who would try and figure out like they actually went there, did like legitimate research to try and figure out if it was just somebody goofing around or if it, if it had actual merit behind it. And I feel like I saw some episode where they, they did a video up here in Fisher somewhere. And it was, I think it had something to do with like, they were by train tracks or something about a train. Cause like there, there's the handheld video of it and like some like very brief, but like almost train looking specter, like rushing past. Oh, cool. So, so what channel did you say it was on? It was sci-fi. And they actually did a story for in Fishers. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't remember what the, the conclusion was, if it was fact or faked, but yeah. Huh. I love stuff like that. Yeah. So what are you a believer in, in these supernatural? That's a very good question. Thank you for asking that. Um, I follow in the same line of what my mom believes. So um, neither of us are very religious, but we are spiritual. And so my mom and I both believe a lot in energy. So whether or not the people like the guys on the shows like Ghost Adventures go through and actually like find stuff or whatever, maybe a lot of that is, you know, scripted and stuff. But there's been times where I watch stuff like that and I feel like somebody encountered something and you don't know what it is. I believe that ghosts might exist it's just funny and ironic that as much as i'm into like wanting to be scared i want that thrill it's really what about it because i've watched horror related things with my dad since i was a kid like way back i was probably like you know yay high three or three or four feet tall however old that is we used we used to watch uh tales from the crypt a lot and i always remember like uh just the opening credits have you ever watched at least one episode of that I don't think that I ever have. I've always been aware of it. You might have at least seen a video of the opening thing where it does the spooky music and the camera goes through the mansion and then goes down to the dungeon and then you see him in his crypt and stuff. It's, that alone is just always really spooky and got me, maybe even more so than like the episodes itself because um, it's usually about guys like murdering each other or something from what I can remember because I haven't watched it in a long time. But I've always been a fan of that air, that uh, genre of stuff for a very, very, very long time. And I, I would say that I probably believe in ghosts. There's something to if you've got a house that a lot of people say is haunted and it's probably because something really bad happened there a long time ago and if somebody's like killed in uh, cold blood or just like heightened sense of emotions in a in a situation like that something i feel has got to be left behind because us being alive there's a lot of energy that goes into us as individuals and the way that we interact with each other i mean uh, ghosts aside you could probably like walk in and i've heard people say this sort of thing before you could walk into a room after a fight has occurred in there not like hitting each other but like the heat of an argument and then people have left and you can and, and you can feel the tension absolutely so there's something to be said about that i think that there's something to that with the afterlife um when it comes to stuff with movies that i love like paranormal activity and demons that's a little bit more questionable. I don't want to say I disbelieve it, but I've heard stories from friends of mine, and I won't say who, um, where they've actually seen people that they care about have something in them, you know, like a possession type thing. And you hear stories about, I mean, I, I can believe where if somebody can document a person that is speaking another language that they would not know, it's just it's coming from somewhere, somewhere else. Right. I've just never seen it with my own two eyes. I imagine if I would, I would get the daylight scare out of me finally and be like, OK, I'm done. 
<laughs> I'm done with my search. That's all I needed. Um, but it, it does come down to the question of like, is it out there? And I just want to see something. My mom took me on uh, tours when we were in, I want to say it was Louisiana, like haunted plantations down there. Um, I don't remember the name of the plantation, but it's like, a, it's a well-known place down there. And they would have like pictures they pass around. And one they had was of a part of the house on the outside during the day. And you could see like a weird figure like near the window or something or behind the window and you know people can photoshop things these days yeah. but i mean like it's part of the it's part of the aspect and the story and the history and it just it does give me a little goosebumps and i enjoy that what about you i am a, a believer in ghosts i i uh, have seen things my own self my mom has seen something. Really? Yeah. Yeah. My mom's story is pretty interesting. Oh, I'm just now remembering. Okay. So when we, I think it was when you and I and our friend took a trip to um, Tennessee and we were in the, we were in the car and you were telling us a story about a friend of yours when they were like a barber shop or something and they saw something at night. Oh no, this was, that was me, my own was self. What I, the, the, one of the things that I saw. But I do remember you saying you saw something. Let's, let's hear it. You want to share? Yeah, sure. Awesome. So I was in a tattoo shop getting ready to get tattooed. It was down in the basement of, of a building in Greenwood. And I, I got to the shop a little bit before my, my appointment and the, the artist was wrapping up. So I sat down and in this shop, he had several old church pews. So I sat down on this church pew and I could look through like the the kitchen of the shop, basically. And then you go through the kitchen and behind it was another booth. So I could see through the kitchen and then through the door to the other booth. And there was a mirror on the wall. And then from the mirror, you could see uh, the artist in the back had like a barbershop chair that she that she would work out of sometimes. And it was dark in there, but there were lights on in the in the studio, so there was enough to see vaguely what's going on in there. And I was sitting on the pew looking straight forward and I wasn't looking directly at it, but you know, it was peripheral vision. Yeah, and I I, I uh, struggle to say periphery because it's not like I'm looking at you right here and it happens over here. Like yeah. I'm looking at you and I see it over here. Okay. Like I, I see pretty well a very pale young girl with black hair, black bangs, duck behind the chair. <laughs> and I initially got that that rush, like mm -hmm. the, the blood rush. And I'm like that. I just saw that. I did. That was awesome. <laughs> And then I got up and obviously I got up and walked in the room and obviously there was nobody in there. Wow. And then I got kind of creeped out. I got yeah. freaked out. But I was like, I know, I know what I just saw. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. I absolutely just saw that. Yeah. And it was interesting because once I started getting tattooed, um, I told the artist about it and he'd had experiences in that shop as well. And he swears that it had something to do with the pews themselves because huh. like he built the shop. I mean, the space was there, but he built like the booths and the shops himself. And he said he'd be there at three, four in the morning working and like the doors would open and shut and wow. he'd hear footsteps around the building at 4 a.m. when he was the only one there. Ugh. Wow. Yeah, uh, the, I've never, unfortunately for myself, because I love stories like that, I don't have one of a firsthand account for me to share. The only one I can think of that my grandmother's told me is something about when she, I think it was 
in the middle of the day, so it wasn't dark. Um, and she was in a house. It couldn't. It could have even been uh, telling the story of a friend of hers. But like somebody's in the house, and they've got like a a yearbook or a, a picture book or something with like uh, photos of loved ones. And I think that person uh, that has a photo in the book had just recently passed. And uh, my grandma is in the bedroom of the house, and it's like on a shelf or on like the dresser or something. And she goes to the bathroom, take a shower or whatever. Well, she goes to the bathroom, then comes back into the bedroom, and then the book is moved. So already clearly that's something to be like, what? Um, And then she puts it back in its proper spot and then goes and takes a shower and then comes back out. Not only is it moved again, but it's open to a specific page. And see, that's uh, that's something that I, I feel like before I die, I have to experience something as odd and creepy as that because it just gives you the rushes and feels and like oh i can't wait to share this with somebody they might not believe me but i want to tell somebody yeah and that's what was really cool about this because as soon as i told this guy his name was kyle tell him and he's like oh yeah i've I've had stuff too and it almost like galvanized like not that i was doubting myself but i'm just like okay this is a real thing yeah it's a real thing and like i said my mom swears when she was a teenager she was on a date in a graveyard and both she and the guy that he was with swear that they saw a ghost in that graveyard. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I believe you, Mom. I do. And one of the other interesting things, what you were talking about earlier, um, about possession. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. I, I am open to the possibility. I've never experienced it myself, but one of my good friends, um, his father was a, a missionary in the, from Colombia, and like his father swears that he's dealt with possessions, and my friend says that he'd seen somebody in one of those states as well that's what yeah that's what it comes down to like even if i haven't experienced it myself i'll take a story from somebody that i trust that would not lie to me and they know like they've said it's real absolutely um so that that alone even not seeing it firsthand terrifies me in a way because it's like okay it's out there but then i think to myself if if i believe it because somebody else told me a story that they have seen and witnessed it themselves but i haven't seen it it makes me wonder a how prevalent that is in our lives in the world and b does that mean that it only i feel like what i've i think the conclusion i've come to is that sort of stuff goes for the weaker people that they know that they can be drawn into it um they can be taken over they can be their their barriers are are lower than most people i think that i've been i've become over the years so desensitized this sort of thing that like not that i wouldn't believe that it's real but i feel like i wouldn't be as terrified as some other people out there that would just succumb to like oh you know like people that have real real like clinical problems with depression or something like that like it'll find them it'll tear them down and that's how if that stuff exists they want to inhabit something that they're not gonna have to fight for i think yeah it comes down to i think it's out there whether or not you've seen it um if there's anybody out there that has their own stories we would love for you to share them with us i just love a good ghost story (laughs) well i it's to a lesser degree and it's harder to put your finger on but i occasionally just see random like people sometimes call them orbs but just like little lines or something in in the periphery and I, like I notice it, and I'm like, did I just? I, I think I did. I, I don't really. I have never. You mean like in general, like or at home, or just where you're out so outside somewhere? At, when I'm at home, just like yeah. randomly, just you know, just a little. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know. I know it's like I used to watch ghost hunters all the time. Mm-hmm. So like orbs, it is is a real thing that you know people in in that community they 
believe in them. They'll swear by it, yeah. So I randomly see them sometimes. I I don't know what it means. I don't know what the impact of it is. And it was another strange thing. I kind of get chided for it a couple times, but like lights, mostly like street lights or stuff like that, they go out by me all the time. Oh, that's, uh, I think, another thing you've told me before. I don't know... It, it happens enough that I notice it uh-huh. often. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, that doesn't really mean anything. Right. But you don't just see random lights going off. It comes down to almost like, a, is it a curse? It's just weird. It always follows you. I remember you mentioned that. That's a really interesting thing. <laughs> it's a weird thing to be cursed for. Yeah, just to, now you can see in front of you, now you can't. <laughs> Take that sucker. Yeah. But yeah, I've been chided for that before, but it happens often like often enough that when it happens i'm just like i smile and i point at it and i, and I chuckle a little bit but yeah it's oh that's good it's a it's a thing and i suppose this this movie has to lead us into talking about what are the haunted houses like what are the the scenes and sets that have got you the most yes that's a very good point as well so the thing that i think has been the most surprising um two things i'll say uh, I don't remember – I'm very bad with memory sometimes. I remember like certain details, but I do bad on names. So I've been to Hannah's Haunted Acres plenty of times before. I believe I've done the the Indie Screen Park or Haunt or whatever it is m- many times. I took Michelle out to some place over in uh, Brown County last year, and that was more like – it was a haunted house, but a hayride was fun too, and I got a bonfire and stuff. So the general sense of those I do a lot, but – I. Whatever one it was I went to experience this the first time was where it was a really dark room, um, four corner walls, and the only light in there were like hockey masks or some sort of masks. And it was the same mask all around the wall. And you know something's going to happen like, oh, shit, as soon as you walk in there. And they wait a couple of seconds until you almost get like halfway or three quarters through the room onto the next space. And then somebody is actually like... Their faces in that mask on the other side and the wall breaks off and then they bust into the room and it terrifies you. Okay. It's it's almost like watching one of those uh, a movie where the the room gets really silent. You're like something's gonna happen. I know it's gonna happen. I don't know what's gonna happen, but it's, it's really gonna scare me. Um, I've seen something similar to that where it's the same thing with mask all over the wall, but um, obviously you're like, there's there's definitely somebody in here, <laughs> and the guy actually had like on his suit were a couple of the masks, so he like walked off. Oh uh, wow! That's they might have done that too. But I forgot. That's that's awesome. The other aspect that I became a really big appreciative fan of the first time I saw was uh, they added aspects to it while you're waiting in line, um, which is something that you don't usually expect. So depending on the place that you go, they'll do the typical like a guy will be walking around in like a weird costume and just stare at you or, you know, like walk away and then walk and stare at stand behind you or some guy will chase you around with a chainsaw. But in one of the places I've gone, it's a very almost enclosed space down a hall while you're waiting to get up to like the ticket booth. So they because they try and space out the groups. And on the wall, they've got uh, video posters. And those maybe are more common now. But the first time I saw it, it, w- it was actually like a scene. It was like a still scene. So it almost looked like it was just stationary, nothing moving. Um, it was a picture of like um, from the front porch of a house looking out side. Um, and they've got like flickering lights on the porch. And it's like dark outside. And if you stare at it long enough, you start to see somebody off in the distance saunter into frame. And eventually uh, it might be like somebody with a chainsaw. And so they'll they'll walk up to the porch. 
and they'll walk up to the door of the house, which is essentially the frame that you're looking at on the wall, and they'll stick the chainsaw to the camera uh, lens, and then something actually breaks through the wall that you're standing right next to in line. Oh. So people like have that time down so well where it's somebody actually part of the group that works there yeah. waits and times it. And then sticks it to the wall. I'm like, oh shit, that's like 4D level. Like, I wasn't expecting that. That's, that's really, cool. yeah. So you got to find wherever that was at. I feel like it was someplace on like the southeast side of town, like near 465. So not too far off, whatever that, oh, Necropolis. Okay. I want to say it was Necropolis. All right. Yeah, I've been there before. Okay. Because um, yeah, it's maybe only been there for a few years. The first time I saw that, I was like, I appreciate that. I want more of that. Thank yeah. you. That's a nice new touch. Uh, what about you for scary room features? Um, I've, I've been in Necropolis before and on the whole, I didn't find most of it that scary but one of the things that they did and it wasn't like trying to get in your face and get you as scared as possible but you're going through and there's just like trash bags on the floor you don't really think that much about it until one of them moves and it's not like somebody like jumping at you or anything it's just like you know just a moving like yeah, yeah and and like it startles you and i'm like oh that was well done <laughs> uh, one of the other ones that did a really good job was i don't remember what the the place was called i should have done the research Seeing how I knew we were going to talk about this. Uh, it, but it's down in Greenwood at German Park. I don't know if they do it anymore because I, I did it maybe in 2011 or so. But it was down in, uh, uh, in Greenwood at German Park. And it was one of the ones that they, they were allowed to touch you. Oh, wow. And I, I just remember that specifically because you're in line and there's a guy going through his whole spiel. Like, they are allowed to touch you. You are not allowed to touch them. <laughs> but it was a really, really cool place on the whole, because I remember going through one particular area that was just trying to make you physically uncomfortable. Like there weren't any people there working or anything, but you'd be going down this little, an eerie setting. Yeah, you'd be going down this hallway and then you can't see anything. And then there would be like, for lack of a better word, like big balloons on the wall that made you have to like push up against the wall oh, and like yeah. slide past it, not knowing what's going on. Wow. And if I remember correctly, there were some walls like when you're walking through, you can't see anything that had very, very, very minor shock to them when you touched them. Oh, neat. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. That's different. But one, the, there were two parts in this place that really, really got me. One was kind of the same thing that you were talking about. You go into this room. It's just it's four walls. It's a square, it, but it's black light. So there's a little bit of light in there. I mean, you know, black light. There's a little bit of light. You can figure out where you're going, but you can't quite see anything. And there were like there were rails on the side. So it was guiding you basically from this door to that. And you're walking through and a I, a small, small person. I don't know if it was, you know, a kid or what, but somebody in a blackout suit oh, yeah. just starts walking up to you. And you don't notice them because it's dark and right. the black it's black light and they're blacked out. You don't notice them until they're like two feet away. Oh, good job. Well done. <laughs> well done. Sir. You say that to the like the, the actors that are working there, too. You said, yeah, good job. <laughs> and then another one where you're walking along and basically they've got kind of like tattered sheets on you on the sides of you and you're walking along and they they fizzle out until you know maybe two feet three feet off the ground so you're walking along and like your upper body there's these sheets here but down by your legs it's wide open so you're sitting down here thinking something's gonna grab me something's gonna grab my legs and, and you're walking along and then hear one of the actors whisper i see you oh 
And I'm like, oh, dude. And then out of nowhere, you're sitting here wondering where he's going to grab your legs, and he pops down from the roof. Wow. Classic misdirection. I got to say, man, something that that would that that would be something different that would get me. I don't think I've experienced before because if they can get so dark and close to you that you just hear a whisper as if it's right next to you without grabbing you, that would terrify me. And it was, like I said, classic misdirection because they leave your feet, your legs open, and then he pops down from the ceiling. That's awesome. That was really well done. Well, I'm going to have to check out that one now too. I'll have to mention that to Dad. Yeah, I'll have to see if it, I'll, I'll try and figure out which one it was, if it's still there. And then the last one I went to, it was a couple years ago, I went up to Indy Screen Park. And that's kind of, I don't know if it's the new breed, but it was it was a different idea on the haunted house because most of them here, you're in this one, you start, you go through, and you're done. And then up there, there's like five different ones. There's like a yeah. midway, there's bonfires, you can buy s'mores kits, and they just kind of want you to hang out. You can go through all the ones as many times as you want to. Really, really cool. The uh, the backwoods one there was, it was pretty fun, but like most of the things they were trying to do were just like loud noises. And because oh, yeah. I, th- I think we saw it in the movie, but like you're walking through and there's like picture frames on the side and like they slam them and then there's somebody behind it or something like that. And it's like, just the the loud, loud noise is like six inches away from you trying to scare you. And honestly, the one that was the most creepy was the one that I thought was going to be the worst. And it was, oddly enough, the clown one, but it was all like black light. I don't, I don't think it was, it wouldn't have been 3D, but it was all like black light clown. Yeah. And you, you walk into this room and it's kind of the same thing like I was talking about earlier, where there's just somebody on the wall and then they just walk out and then they don't try and scare you or anything. They just walk out and then you don't notice them until they're already moving and on you. But the last room in this place was genuinely terrifying because it's, it's a really, really big room and there's just a strobe light going off. So you can't see very much, but you're very clearly being led by nothing but mannequins of clowns, like dozens of them leading you through this giant room. And there's the flash, the, the uh, strobe lights going. So you're, so you're saying like stationary clowns and you're expecting one to actually come up and move. Right, exactly. That's exactly it. Like you're walking through and then you're looking around and like your brain's like, did that one just move? Which one? There's got to be something that's just going to That's good. And a big room too. Gigantic wow. room. And so they were just like moving you around and they, they, they were – you, you had to go right where they wanted you to and your brain's just like someone did wait was that it was it was really really well that's done. a good idea i i appreciate that wow and they also had one of one of the ones where um they could touch you but you volunteered for it mm. and it, it like we went through it none of us volunteered because you have to put like one of those like light bands around your neck or something okay and so it was like a a prison or something so it wasn't even like anything scary it's just like inmates riding and they come up and grab you and pull you through this one and all that stuff and i'm like "Eh, that one wasn't very well done (laughs) the the last story i'll leave us with i remember uh not scary but it gave me a really good chuckle once when i went with a friend to i think it was I think it was another one in uh, Brownsburg or in that area of town. And it was kind of like what you're saying. Um, they have a, a hub of uh, um, like little kind of like carnival games and food and a bonfire. And then in different directions, you've got different types of haunts. So you've got like a corn maze, 
um, a haunted hayride, a typical haunted house, and they'll have like a guy in a costume lugging around trying to like mess with people that are just hanging out in the main area. And um, one had a super, super long line. It must I think it was the one towards the cornfield. And uh, a man and his son were walking towards that and saw a really long line for it. And the boy asked, Daddy, is that one scary? And he just looks down and says, yeah, I heard somebody died last year. <laughs> wow. Oh, man, it's it's my favorite time of year. <laughs> okay, so Houses That October Built, it is one of my yearly staples. Watch it every year. And then if I've got time, I'll also the sequel as well. I'll let you borrow that one if you want to watch the follow up. Um, but overall, you did enjoy it. It was. Yes, it was good. Do you do you prefer ones like this or are you more towards the ones of like um, actual like haunted houses and possessions and stuff like that? Because I find it hard for me to even pick one. I just like all the different types. I don't really feel like a good possession movie has been done lately. Really? I, 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 you can prove me wrong. They have a lot out. I mean, I almost feel like it's so overdone almost because when I'm looking on Netflix, there's like at least 10 of like the possession of blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, so it's almost its own series. Yeah, the possession of this, the possession, the exorcism that like, and mind you, I haven't watched any of these, but yeah, I, I, I don't feel like Netflix tries hard. Maybe not anymore. Um, I've seen, I, I always uh, come across the list online where it says like the number ones on the, on the thing this year. I usually try and look, I'll, f I'll flip through it. And some of them I've watched and other ones they keep seeing are the, uh, are the best are foreign ones. And I, I, I can't do the ones where I don't want to be reading all those stuff. Like I'm not saying it wouldn't be scary, but I'm trying to find one that are like the, the, the number one, one I think I sold you one. I'm pretty sure you watched it. And we can talk about that one in another episode is the, uh, the ritual. I haven't watched that one yet. I've, I've heard from several people that it's good. Watch that one. And we'll do that one hopefully by the end of the month again for another installment because I, I I've probably already rewatched it at least a good two or three times in the last couple of months or at least another one I play in the background because it's 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 one of those kind of twist endings that's just different and I'm like okay I I might think twice before I go into the woods again you got me some of the some of the foreign ones are supposed to be really good they're like Train to Busan is supposed to be good I've seen that one on there okay and I don't know if it was supposed to be good but I heard of Baskin it's like a Turkish movie I I watched like the first 40 minutes and it barely even started oh wow but like once it gets ridiculous it's supposed to get super gory and but like I said it took 40 minutes to even get their toes to the house or whatever that's that's slow dragon but I, I will tell you one movie uh i i went to my cousins a couple weeks ago and we decided to watch bad movies so uh apollo 18 really bad that's a horror one i think I, that's one from a while ago i'd watched maybe once so i don't remember it was basically it was. paranormal activity in space in space yeah not very good <laughs> and we watched one called circle which wasn't actually that bad i think it's another one i see in the carousel and i haven't watched yet it's it's, it's worth a watch okay it's it's an interesting premise it's more of a psychological less about a horror okay. but psychological ones are fun yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's really interesting okay so cool. all right well that's a lot more for us to try and um get on our to-do list so we can talk about more in the future matt thanks for coming over again glad to be here all right have a happy horror filled week my friends and we'll see you in our next episode with some more haunted tales till next time 
All right, guys, that's it for our show today. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and give us a review. If you would be so kind, tell a friend or two about the show so we can get a couple more listeners and follow us on our social channels. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram by searching at Fanboys Podcast, or you can find us on Twitter by searching at Fanboys Pod. Tune in next time. Check us out next week for another episode of the Freaky Fandoms Month. See you later, fans.